This is Dan Rockwell, and I'm the Leadership Freak. You're listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Bob Nolly. Well done, sir. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Thank you for joining us for another Labrador Leadership Podcast. Hey, they found us. How about that? <laughs> this is Alex Massa here with Bob Nolly, as you as you've already heard. Um, we are going to uh, be bringing in what our thirty sixth podcast tonight. Thirty six, of course, the first one when we you know just got together and yammered and introduced ourselves. You interviewed me. That was like zero. So maybe this is thirty seven. Oh, so yeah, but who's counting? We're Tech- counting. Yeah, Tech- we're counting. Sixth. Yeah. Um, you know, for all of you at home that are that are meticulously keeping up with uh, what podcast numbers are which topics we are at 36 right now maybe 37 i'm sorry that we can't be a little bit more specific for you uh bob how you doing i I am okay i'm okay you know we you know let's not talk about the weather but i am you know the winter was long and a lot of folks had a late winter but now spring is sprung and you know the heat we're we're in the high 80s here today shorts down there yeah yeah it was okay Life ain't fair. It was okay. Hey, you and I had a great time. You came through town recently, and we were able to get together, and uh, and uh, the fans got together and had the hugs and the handshakes, and they couldn't get us to shut up about talking <laughs> about all this stuff. So I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're thinking. So tonight, this is actually really funny, Bob, because um, you know tonight we're going to talk about uh, body language, negative body language. Oh, oh, okay. So one of the main one of the main focal points of negative body language is that when you cross your arms, you're closed off. But we actually took some promo shots for the podcast, and the one that we're using for the banner, you have your arms crossed and you look very approachable. This is not the first time where I've you know said I have problems <laughs> crossing my arms. Sometimes it's just comfortable. So let's yeah, yeah, just uh, take that from the list. Let that one be stricken from every obelisk, you know, as being bad. Uh, let's bad just body make language. sure when we're crossing our eyes, everybody, that we're smiling or laughing, <laughs> we're saying something affirming. You know, yeah, yeah that, that's it. That's that's certainly there it. There we go. That's the ticket. Uh, oh my! So uh, body language. You know, I, I end up j- jumping right to eye contact, but crossed arms every time I cross my arms. And uh, people say that's you're not very receptive. You know, I've been told I was trying to pick a fight when I crossed my arms, and I go, "No, look at that. now." I have this nice picture. You're I can go, look. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's also it's also crossed legs too. Really? Yeah, because huh. they just get interpreted as physical barriers. Hmm. And, oh my gosh! Here's this guy wrote this article. We're talking about an article uh, written by. Oh my gosh! We're going to have Travis on the show at some point. And uh, Travis Bradbury, and he goes, even if it feels comfortable, don't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to go to the gym just for that. I'll be in therapy just to stop crossing my arms. <laughs> so you personally, not not things you do, but things you encounter. Can you can you think of one that immediately sets off, you know, a message for you that you know bad body language from anybody you deal with? Um. Yeah, you know, I actually, I think one of my, um, one of my pet peeves might be kind of, and this is a mixture of, um, 
body language and verbalization of a frustration when people kind of throw their hands up in the air and go, oh, that's, oh yeah. that is probably the, the number one problem I have in the workplace. And it's not that I do it. And it's not that I have a problem um, when someone else does it. I have a problem not you know, not expressing how disgusted I am by that behavior, which is, you know, it's inappropriate for me to do. So I don't do it, but it's hard for me to not go, come on. Is it that hard? Is it that bad? Was it that frustrating? Do we really need to like make a loud noise and, and be, it's the histrionics that I can't, I can't deal with. I'm surprised I got this far through life that I did because, uh, (laughs) you may not know this guy, John Madden, who, you know, lots of people now going, yes, we know John, man. He was a coach of the Raiders. He was a broadcaster on the NFL. He worked, you know, most of his career with Al Michaels and Pat Summerall. Okay, where are we going with this? He he originally was in, uh, originally, at one point, he was in a light beer campaign. And he was always, you know, the guy that was busting through the paper wall with his har- arm, hands in the air going, hey, wait a minute. He was very emotive and all that. And uh, in my in my first real job, somebody told me, you're just like John Madden. You know, I wasn't quite as big as him, but I was always going, hey, wait a minute. Listen to this. You know, I had my hands <laughs> up in the air making a point. And uh, boy, if I had known that then, gee, I'm amazed I got this far. Leaders, though, you know, tiny gestures are okay. Really subtle things like you're making a point, and of course nobody could see us now. But I like have my my thumb and my forefinger at eye level, like I'm getting ready to take off my glasses. Just you know, when I say it's really important, just as a point of emphasis, right? That can be very effective. But boy, the big the madness ones are probably not so good. Uh, the one that gets me, I've had to practice this is clock watching. You know, when you're working on eye contact and you're trying to keep someone engaged, I mean, in, in a fairly important conversation, not not a social issue. And they're just looking at the clock, checking their watch, checking the Fitbit, whatever. Yeah, no, just checking the Fitbit. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> that, that's a huge sign of disrespect. Clock watching. Clock yeah, watching. I, another huge sign of disrespect is, um, and you know, kind of straying from, uh, for our outline right now, but you know, you said looking at the Fitbit and I, I immediately went to when you're trying to have a conversation with someone. And I know that your son does this to you when you're trying to have a conversation with someone and they're, um, they're looking at their phone and they're thumbing upwards and you know that they're just sitting there looking at Instagram pictures while you're trying to have a conversation with them. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, it took me a while to get over that and just to realize that I, I need to let that happen because it was during that time that, you know, the iPhone and all of that, all the app storms started and all the social media. So to sit down in a restaurant and just have people look away and start thumbing it up. And in the beginning, there there were words. <laughs> there yep. were words. Stop that. I mean, my brother would, would tell him, uh, would tell my son, you know, just give him the bejesus. Oh, it was just, you know, new boundaries being set. It's It's tough. And it's just not talking on the phone or texting or whatever. It's like, I'm talking to you and I'm telling you the story and I think it's interesting and you're smiling and then all of a sudden you just pick it up and turn it over. Yeah. It's almost like, um, it's almost like turning yourself away and not leaning into a conversation. It's like if a person's speaking to you and you turn around and you give them your back or your head, 
You know, it's like if you sit back to back with someone, say you share an office, you have um, an adjoining office, you have your desks next to each other. Yeah, maybe you don't need to look them in the eye every time they speak to you. But if it's important and it's a point that needs to be made, you've got to show the person that's speaking that they have your complete focus and attention. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, playing with your hair. Oh, I'm bad about that one. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah? Yeah, no. no okay. No. All right. Now I'm sensitized to it now. Next yeah, time probably. you're in town, I go, stop playing with your hair. I will. be a real parent oh. then. What a mess. Here's one that gets me the nodding. You know, we've told people before, all the, all the episodes we did on uh, communication, we talked about encourage people to, you know, don't jump into the silence, just nod a little bit to encourage them to talk more. But when you have your... You know, when you have your chin going from your chest uh, straight up in the air, as if you're saying, yes, yes, I understand what you mean. And I'm not over the mic. I'm sure everybody's wondering what's going on there. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just nutty. Yeah. It, it looks insane. You know, you look like a crazy person and you also look like you don't know what's happening. So how, where are you on the eye contact thing? Are you good at that? Yeah, I'm um I'm big on eye contact and and it, you know especially in it, in the workplace I might be a little weird on it um you know in my personal life um I may not give the most eye contact but I do believe that you know if you're especially when I'm speaking to my boss I'm I'm there you know even if he starts to talk to me from his office and I I'm in an adjoining office. So if he, you know, yells my name and starts talking to me, I'll go and stand in his doorway so that I can, so that he can know that I'm actually listening to him. Um, and, and, you know, I kind of gauge it and see, you know, is this important? Does he want me to come stare at him right now? Or is this going to end? And he, you know, just needed me to know this one thing. Um, but I think that I, I think that it's appreciated. I, I definitely think that eye contact is um, is something you need for your relationship to develop and for your employer to trust you. If you are so uncomfortable that you can't look them in the eyes, then there's a problem. Travis writes, confidence, leadership, strength, and intelligence. That's what sustained eye contact brings. Yeah. But you, you could be – go ahead. <laughs> you don't want to – stare someone down you don't want to you don't want to go too far but um what do they call it the wacky eyes yeah the crazy eyes <laughs> the crazy eyes i'm sorry yeah the crazy <laughs> eyes I come over here um and you know i don't i don't want uh i have enough nicknames from my boss that are pretty um pretty hilarious so i don't really need to uh i hope they let you into work tomorrow oh yeah no, no. Okay. <laughs> you know they don't i've told them about it they don't listen to it oh. so, um and even if i I uh I happen to have a boss that loves um stand up comedy and and tells me jokes um upon arrival into the office. So, you know, I've got a pretty a pretty uh pretty cool situation to where I think that he would actually really enjoy the podcast. Um I don't th- I don't think it's gonna be too big of a problem that I'm I'm talking about giving him the crazy eyes. But yeah, no, you know, uh, there's there's a time and a place for eye contact and anything longer than you know, 15, 20 seconds without a blink is that that's scary. Yeah. Americans are seven to 10 seconds and that's good. I mean, you don't have to have the crazy eyes, but, uh, and when you look away, when you cut away, look to the side, look to the side. If you look down, there's, there's, there's a message of submission there. 
Yeah. I like to look out the window because it's pretty. Yeah. That, that cutaway is fine. During important points, you have to maintain the eye contact. And uh, it's it can be tough. Oh, it's, while we're while we're on the eyeballs, rolling your eyes. Oh my God, that's that's total that's total disrespect. Yeah, I actually um I don't know how to roll my eyes. I actually right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to shoot some video here. And- I know I looked <laughs> up into the left, and it was something that I didn't. I always have been very sassy, especially with my parents and. And my family members, um, you know, I'm the baby. So it's a rite of passage. Absolutely. Exactly. So here I am, this sassy 25 year old thinking that I'm great at rolling my eyes. And, and, you know, I, I keep it, I keep it separate. I keep my personality, um, pretty subdued at, at work. I try not to roll my eyes at work. Um, and if I, if it's a joke, you know, they understand that it's a joke. I'm pretty good at communicating when, when something's real and when it's a joke. Um, but so I always thought that I was this amazing eye roller And then it was like the day I turned 25 or something, somebody told me, you know, you can't roll your eyes, right? And it was like my whole world was crushed. I've been looking up into the left like I have a bug in my eye for 25 years. Do you know why you do that? I have no idea. I'm getting ready to tell you. Here it is. And this is a good cue for you to know what's going on here. People that are visual learners people that would rather learn by seeing rather than reading or hearing while well, reading is seeing, but I mean rather hearing or, or tactly by touching always look up into the left because they're looking away to visualize what you're saying. They're looking for a clear field of view to do that. And that's not eye rolling. And when you see somebody do that, unless they're totally goo-goo rolling their eyes, you know, is a sign of disrespect, they are visual learners. And that gives you the opportunity to go, ooh, wait, let me uh, let me sketch this for you. And you, you, know, you can do a little diagram or whatever. You know, there's an opportunity there. There's an opportunity now for me to say next time someone tells me I can't roll my eyes to say, no, no, I'm just a visual learner. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Uh, well, you know, that'll be $90. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, right. uh, last time... We were talking about the toxic people. Uh, something else. Scowling is a bad thing. When I talked about the ends up and the ends down. Yeah, the ends down. Scowling, put your ends down. So don't, you know, don't have an unhappy expression. Don't. If your relaxed expression can at least be um, a soft smile or de- even deadpan, it's better than a permafrown. Oh, geez. And all sorts of studies in, in the medical and the hard sciences show that people, human brain responds favorably to somebody that's smiling. And I'll, and I'll, I'll bring this story up. I think it's like episode four or something. So that's, you know, a long time ago that, you know, somebody came up to me and gave me some feedback once that said, here's the approach board. You're not very approachable. I was just stunned. They, they could have said anything else. They could have said your butt ugly, uh, you know, just, Oh, I just went, what? And so the coach I was working with, uh, I told them that, and they said, let me get you some feedback. They came back and said, smile more. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I started that, and yeah, I haven't heard that again. So maybe it works. Maybe it works. Yeah, I can't actually imagine you not smiling. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm sorry. Yeah, when they we get this picture up, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> get those teeth worked on, Bob. Oh, Oh, you know, here's one you talked about, you know, being the youngest. My dad went the distance to teach me how to shake hands. Yeah. 
And, you know, I've talked about, you know, the Mad Men era and all that, and that's what he worked in. He would, he was very good. I mean, I was his first kid, so, you know, the oldest son. And he would introduce me to these, not not colleagues of his necessarily, but friends of his, people that he liked and that were important to him. And he had taught me to just extend my arm immediately and shake hands. And one time I shook hands with somebody, he could tell it was just the wet fish handshake, the wet fish handshake. And he just went off. You no, know, he didn't beat me down the head and shoulders, but he just made sure he corrected that that day. And uh, the next time he introduced me to this man, I'm not going to name him on the air. He's passed away now, but an old friend of his. This man was a bear. I mean, I was an eight-year-old child, but this man was a bear. He took my hand and my little hand at that point, disappeared in his paw, and he crushed it. At least me. You know, it may not. Oh, my gosh. So that's kind of been the model. Um, Today, I just go, don't crush it. You meet him with the same amount of pressure. You meet him with the same amount of pressure. Because if you don't, lack confidence, lack authority. Hey, how do you feel as a woman? How do you feel when uh, when you shake hands? Do you offer your hand for the handshake? That was the other rule. Shake as hard as the other person does and never offer your hand to a woman. Let her offer her hand. Oh, yeah. I've actually, I, A, always go for the handshake um, uh, because I'm not going to curtsy and bow out. You know? <laughs> I'm... I'm there to be kind of, you know, this isn't a boys club. I can, I can do all the same things that they can. Yeah. You know? That ship is sailed. Yep. I go for the, I go for the handshake and I've actually been told that I have a very strong handshake by very, very large men before. So, you know, I feel, I feel pretty good on you. That's good. In my handshake. But I also, in my own mind, I'm like six feet tall and my hands are just as big as theirs. So, you know, I, I think that it's, it's, you don't want to, um, uh, be too aggressive and you don't want to dominate. Um, you, and you don't want to, you know, do anything funny as well. You know, when you're doing a handshake, like don't linger, don't, you know, tickle their wrist. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> know, I've seen fishy crazy there. stuff no. because I, I, um, you know, I have two sides of me, you know, there's, there's the funny side and then there's the, the work side and sometimes they, they mix, you know, but I try to, at least have a professional handshake. If, if nothing else is going to be professional, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to greet and leave with a handshake. Usually if I've never met the person before. Oh, so, uh, an eye contact with the handshake. Absolutely. Absolutely. That in the eyes. Yeah. If it's, oh, sometimes with a woman, if, if, uh, if, uh, she offers her hand, I will take her hand and I won't, you know, do the full shake with it, but I'll take it and I will cover it with my left hand. See, I do that sometimes. Oh, good. Okay. I, I think that's good. I'm shaking a president's hand and I go with the double hand, but that that's like an extreme sign of, of, uh, you know, of respect, you know, that I'm, I'm floored to be shaking your hand at that point. So, you know, that's, you know, that's the difference. If I, if I go in for the double handshake, then, you know, I, I think you're pretty cool. <laughs> all right remember that folks when we do any public events yeah <laughs> when are we doing our first appearance no never mind uh well, about, somebody's gonna want to see us yeah well we're still in the hands clenched fist i mean you know 
I mean, if you're standing there talking to somebody and their fists are clenched, or even if you're sitting across the table from them and they have their their hands on the table, but <laughs> their fists are clenched, I mean, I'm going, that's Tension City. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of nervous about what I'm trying to get done with them. Because right. that's just a mess. Yeah, you know, I don't know if a clenched fist is nervous or angry or argumentative or defensive. You know, I just, it's its almost so impossible to read that it's uncomfortable, yeah. yeah. And, and the bottom of the list here, uh, the space, you know, your bubble. He says here that, you know, one and a half feet is good here in North America. I know uh, in Latin American countries, not general, I know Spain for sure, you know, the distance is, uh, can be very close. And it's, it's very disconcerting if the room is huge. I mean, the size of the room affects how close you are comfortable with a given person at a given time. You're willing to be closer to them if the space is smaller. But, you know, in some cultures, they want to be very close, no matter how big the space is. In North America, yeah, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, it's a foot and a half. I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, your handshake distance. Yeah, that's it, yes. Yeah, how long hand- are your arms anyway? Oh, I have a short wingspan, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Me too. Me you too. Know, what I'm size not- shirt do you wear, Bob? Yeah, I'm not telling. <laughs> uh, so we get to this list, and thanks, Travis, for this. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have you on the show here soon. I, I mean it. Uh, I think there's more to be said here. We may have to do some more work here because that was a great list. You did a good job with that. And now we've solved, we've solved the whole eye contact thing. We solved you rolling your eyes. We've solved it all. I mean, but there's, there's plenty of other things that, um, you know, you come across on a, on a daily basis in the workplace. Um, there's lots of fidgeting. There's lots of, um, you know that thing when someone is standing there and they're uh, kind of shuffling their feet back and forth and they're stepping on their their own foot with their other foot? Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's people picking at their nails. There's there's just all of these nervous fidgets that people have and you have to kind of control yourself for, you know, whatever whatever period of time that you're having those um those close conversations because you just don't you want to come off as confident as possible. You don't want to appear to be uncomfortable in the workplace. Um, you know, you should feel 100% confident in your work and in standing in your shoes in your, in your office or, or your, um, you know, arena, if you will. Yeah. And, and if you're, if you're in the leadership position and you're observing somebody with that behavior, it gives you an opportunity to just like turn down the tone just a little bit, see if you can make them more comfortable you know, you know, chew, you know, ease the vocabulary, whatever, whatever buttons you have to push there, if it's appropriate at that time. Yeah. And I mean, it's, um, you know, I've seen a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of employers, you know, they sit behind their big desk all day. And when they bring someone into their office, they actually leave from behind their desk and they will sit either, um, you know, face to face with them without a big, huge hulking, you know, executive desk in front of them, or, or they'll sit them in the lobby on some comfortable chairs to have these conversations, um, or to even, you know, uh, you know, meet with people outside of, of their own, um, their own company, you know, and it's, it's, it's sort of, uh, that body language uh, that 
can help you kind of propel your, your business and, and propel your, um, your career, you know, because you have to be able to kind of think outside of your role and say, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a person and this is a person and I want to communicate effectively in an authoritative manner with another human being. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. We, you know, there is a lot here. There's a lot here. We're, I want to find some more stuff we could do on this because okay. th- this is good. Hey, body you know, language could I don't, be 10 episodes. Say what? Body language could be 10 episodes. You oh know? my gosh. We uh, have to I, go video then. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll do some, uh, we'll do some, uh, you know, visual, um, visual aids there. Yeah. <laughs> so we post that took me a long time to get out. Look, I to look at him. He's folding his arms. Uh, so the air date for this episode, you know, if you're sitting here listening on the day it drops in iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get us, it's, uh, it is May 23rd and we're looking right down the pipes at Memorial day. I mean, that's like, here comes summer. I mean, it's that time it's beach time, boat time, boat time. What does boat time mean to you? Boat time, baby. No, that just means basically a boat on the beach. Oh, yeah. Oh, so head down to the beach in Carolina Memorial Day weekend. And most of the time, the water is still too cold to comfortably get in there and swim. Uh, But, you know, one year I went down there and uh, it was cold on Thursday. And then Friday, the Gulf Stream showed up and it was warm. I mean, the water warmed up like 20 degrees overnight. And it was like, here comes summer. I'm all set. So... I'd like to say I'm getting in the car and I'll be down there in five hours, but you know, a few more days, but that's where we are now. That's, that's the date. Hey, thanks for this, Alex. It's been a good one. Hey, thanks Bob for having me. Oh my God. for having you, Ladies and gentlemen, episode 36 of the Labrador leadership podcast. You can find the show notes at labradorleadership.com slash what? 36. Yes, that's it. Take care of yourself. Here comes summer. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Okay, when it comes to crossing your arms or rolling your eyes, maybe you shouldn't listen to us but do listen to us when it comes to eye contact and how to shake hands because we know what's up to that thanks to travis travis bradbury co-founder of talent smart for his article we'll link up to him in the show notes take care of each other we'll see you soon bye